You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 75. And today's episode, ladies, is the kickoff in a series of three that we're going to be talking about the big four women in cancers. With this being October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month, this episode is going to kick off breast cancer. And then I'm going to come at you and we're going to be talking about endometrial cancer, ovarian cancer, and cervical cancer in the coming weeks. I hope you find it interesting and find ways for prevention as I'm going to be giving you a lot of those as you know. So with no further ado, let's dive on into the episode and learn about the signs of breast cancer. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint. Have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode. So today... Since it's now the month of October, we are going to be diving in over the next four, well, actually next three weeks, and we're going to be talking about cancers that affect women. Because in the month of October, breast cancer awareness is the month. So I thought that I would break it up and not just talk about breast cancer, but talk about a lot of different cancers, but the main ones that can affect us as women. So because ladies, we know that there are a few things as persistently terrifying as getting a diagnosis of cancer. What woman has not been affected? If not themselves, a close relative, a dear friend, or maybe an admired celebrity. Many women have seen more than one person in their extended family afflicted. And then sometimes they start to wonder, am I next? Cancer is a fearful and almost insufferable condition for any of us, regardless of gender. But why is it that the cancers that affect us women, and in such large numbers, seem to mostly affect the very body parts that define us as a woman. So today, I wanted to give you a back, some background on cancers that affect us and hopefully provide you with some knowledge that can become empowering to you. Because understanding the different types of cancers, ladies, their causes or contributing factors and symptoms and signs can help you recognize warning signs. Then it can become clear that you know that early detection is everything, especially when it comes to cancer. What is even more promising is the growing understanding that women can exercise a large degree of control over their, suscept over their susceptibility to cancer. There are lifestyle aspects that can be modified to reduce risks instead of fearful waiting and wondering. And you all know that I talk about all of these things all the time because I'm very much into prevention you know that I'm very much into self-care and it's so it's so important that I cannot stress it enough and I'm not going to keep stop stressing it enough until everybody gets on the bandwagon and it no longer needs to be talked about because everybody is doing it. You ever notice that that 
when something becomes so saturated and everybody knows about it, the topic kind of goes away. But topics that stay around for a long time are topics that people just quite haven't got the clue on yet. And so these basic fundamentals that I talk about each and every week here, you know, getting more sleep, de-stressing, exercising our body, getting more water, and also what we eat is very, very important. So today I wanted to just start off by hitting the mic and talking to you about some of the stats before we get it, dive into the episode and talk about what we're going to do today. So here's some stats, and this is from the number of estimated new cases of women's cancers in 2017. So breast cancer, 252,710 new cases in 2017. That was two years ago. Endometrial cancer, 61,380. Ovarian cancer, 22,440. And cervical cancer, 12,820. So those are from the big four women's cancers. And so over the next several weeks, the next three weeks exactly, I'm going to be talking to you about the big four types of cancers and things that we can look for, things that we need to implement, and then how are some of the strategies that we can put into place to help us to reduce our risks with some of those things that I just talked about. So today we're going to start with breast cancer because it is October and that is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we as women, we are aware that checking our breasts for lumps is one of the ways that we can detect early signs of breast cancer. Early detection, like I said, is paramount when fighting any type of cancer. So knowing what to look for, ladies, is vitally important. Most women know that finding a lump in their breast can be a sign that something is not quite right. However, I want you to know that a lump doesn't necessarily mean it's breast cancer. 80% of all lumps are non-cancerous. So don't get freaked out and say, I don't want to do my self-breast exam because I'm afraid of what I'll find. I get that all the time in my practice and it just makes me want to cringe, okay? 80% of lumps, ladies, are benign, but all lumps need to be checked out and determined to be benign or cancerous first. A lump is not the only symptom. There are also many other signs of breast cancer that can manifest. So I wanted to talk to you about some of those telltale signs to look for. And if you notice any of them, please make sure that you see your healthcare provider immediately. And if you are not getting the care that you think that you deserve or something you think is being brushed over, like you've got a lump and they're telling you, oh, you don't need a mammogram or you don't need this, either fight for it or go find somebody new. I just went to a conference this morning that I did a talk on self-care and one of the speakers there told me, excuse me, said she felt a lump in her breast. She went to her doctor and her doctor felt the lump and said, oh, it's nothing. It doesn't even feel like cancer. And she sat there for the next 15 minutes and debated with this man that she wanted to have it checked out. Finally, after 15 minutes, he told her, fine, let's just go ahead and then get it biopsy because you just sound like you're one of those paranoid type of people. And it was a good thing that she insisted Maybe not. She was just insisting she wanted a mammogram, okay? And the man went all the way to biopsy. But anyway, she's glad that she got the biopsy done because it turned out to be cancer. All right, and I've heard so many of those cases over the years. I used to work for a place called Michelle's Place. It is one of my favorite organizations. It's a nonprofit. And it was dedicated and founded in the name of Michelle because Michelle got breast cancer at age 24. 
and she died at age 26. So ladies, people told her that she was too young to have breast cancer. They told her she was too healthy to have breast cancer. They brushed it off for several, for several years. And when it was finally diagnosed, it was too late. It was stage four invasive breast cancer. And she fought for two years, the great fight. And now she's not with us any longer. And her parents dedicated this center to her in loving memory because she wanted other women to not feel alone in this, have a place to go and know that there's people around them. So I'm telling you ladies that you have to be your own number one self-care advocate. And being that advocate means standing up for what you feel your body needs and what you know your body needs. And don't stop or take no for an answer until you get the things done that you want to have done. If you don't feel that something's being done, call your insurance company, complain, find a new doctor. Okay. There's plenty of things to do. So let's talk about some of the most common signs of breast cancer in today's episode. First of all, lumps in the breast. The most commonly recognized sign of breast cancer is detecting a lump in the breast from self-examination or during your clinical self-exam with your medical provider. Lumps may, be, lumps may occur because of blockage in the milk duct of the breast, or they can be benign like a fibroadenoma. They can be a cyst. They can be a number of different things. So you always want to get a lump checked out. Okay. Lumps usually that are associated with breast cancer are non-tender until they invade another space. And then you start to feel the tenderness of what's going on behind them. But usually breast cancer is not painful. So if you have a lump that is sore and tender, not saying that you should not get it checked out because again, you should get every single lump checked out, but that may be a good sign. Next is breast discharge from the nipple. Blood from the nipple may be caused from non-cancerous growth in the breast ducts. These ducts become inflamed and a discharge can occur. If a lump or mass is found at the same time in the discharge, it may be a sign of breast cancer. So bloody discharge, you know, again, may not be breast cancer or it may be breast cancer, but these are signs that I want you to look out for. Okay. Visible changes. So ladies, when you are doing your monthly self breast exam, I want you to look at your breast, you know, look in the mirror, see what they look like month to month. Okay. One is always a little bit larger than another. That's perfectly fine. But if you start to see visible signs like swelling in the breast or other signs such that may signal breast cancer, the skin of the breast nipples may be altered with the onset of breast cancer and tumors may cause changes in the size of the breast and the appearance of your skin in the breast. Dimpled skin of the breast, redness or dimpled skin around the breast area is a reason to have your breast checked. It could be signs of inflammatory breast cancer manifesting itself by aching, tightness and burning in the breast tissue. Okay. So there's a lot of different things you want to look, you want both nipples pointing in the right direction. If you always had an inverted nipple, that's fine. But if one nipple is all of a sudden starting to get inverted, that, you know, needs to be checked out or your nipples start to point in a different direction than what they normally have. That needs to be checked out. One breast gets exceedingly larger than another breast. That's another sign. You get a rash around your areola. That's not healing. It's itching. It's red. It's inflamed. That's a sign. Okay. So you want to look at all these different things. You want to make sure that every month your breasts look the same. Basically, ladies, 
Any changes you notice in the breast area should be, pre- should be brought to your medical care provider's attention for further testing. Have a breast exam, get a diagnostic mammogram, get an ultrasound if you need one. If you have a strong family history of cancer, then get your tail in there as soon as you notice any of these changes or things that you think might be changes. Okay. Treatment for breast cancer depends on which stage it is when it's diagnosed. Sometimes just, you know, a lumpectomy is all you need. Sometimes there's radiation along with the lumpectomy. Sometimes there's lumpectomy, mastectomy. Sometimes there's radiation, surgery, and chemotherapy are all methods for eradicating cancer in the breast. And every depends on what stage you have and what kind of cancer you have is what they're going to refer you to. All right. So I want you to go check out this thing. It's called Know Your Lemons. One of the best articles to date about breast cancer was posted by the World Worldwide Breast Cancer Organization, and it's titled Know Your Lemons. It's a clever article that explains in a visual and simple way how to recognize 12 signs of breast cancer. The images that they show are what are different signs and what cancer may look like on the inside of lemons. So it's really cute. The article presents a quick checklist that simply explains your risk factor for breast cancer after you've answered a series of questions as well, because if you have a strong family history, you may need to do other things. Okay. We're all different. And you can find that article at www.worldwidebreastcancer.org. It will help you get a better understanding of knowing what the breast cancer signs are and what you need to look for. So, Along with talking about a particular type of cancer that we women can get over the next couple of months, I also wanted to give you something on the opposite side about prevention. And you know that I always have to talk about diet, and I'm going to talk about diet in a, a couple of different ways over the next couple of weeks. But this first one is about cancer and diet, foods to prevent cancer. Okay, diet, ladies, plays an important part in the quest to conquer any prevention and anything in health prevent. And it's also no different with prevention of cancer. The American Institute for Cancer Research recommends choosing mostly from plant foods such as whole grains, nuts, fruits, vegetables, and to stop intake of sugary drinks. And we're going to be talking about sugar and cancer in an episode down the road, either next week or the week after, I believe. Because ladies, diet has been directly linked to various types of cancer, including stomach, bowel, mouth, upper throat, larynx, and lung. Cancer research has proven that certain foods may increase the risk while others can lower it. Reduce your intake of salty processed foods. I've said that numerous times, right? You're probably laughing right now. The risk of developing cancer in your lifetime can be greatly lowered by eating less salty, preserved foods and increasing high fi- foods high in fiber, such as vegetables and fruits. Also avoid salt-preserved foods such as fish, cured meats, and some pickled vegetables. Eating processed or red meat might increase your cancer risk, especially stomach, pancreatic, and bowel cancers. Processed meat, such as sausages, bacon, and ham, they contain ingredients that can put you at more risk than eating fresh red meats, okay, but cooked. White meat, such as chicken and fish, aren't linked to any type of cancer and may also help keep your weight at a normal level because of their lack of saturated fat. Certain chemicals such as nitrites and nitrites, nit- no, nutrients and nitrites used in preserving processed meat can be transformed into carcinogenic compounds. So 
Cooking meats at very high temperatures while grilling can also produce cancerous chemicals. So you want to avoid, you know, foods that have, you know, sodium nitride in it or any of those nitrites like bacon. Um, you'll see it in a lot of lunch meats. You also want to avoid cooking your food on the grill with a lot of chem- with a lot of chemicals in those coals that can also produce cancer-causing stuff as well. So basically, bottom line is eat plenty of fruits, vegetables, and high fiber foods high fiber foods. Fruits and vegetables help to reduce the risk of throat, lung, and mouth cancers because of their very high content of minerals, vitamins, and fiber. And they have the added benefit of keeping you at a healthy weight because they're low calorie content. High fiber foods can greatly reduce your risk of cancer. Fruits, vegetables, and whole grain foods may lower your risk of bowel cancer by helping your stomach produce helpful, healthy bacteria. And we talked about that last week and last week's episode about probiotics. Okay. Try to include types, these types of food in your diet, lentils, vegetables, beans, fresh or dried fruits, apples, rice, and bananas. Also drink plenty of water to stay hydrated. Water helps to flush harmful toxins from our bodies. Ladies accumulated toxins resulting from a poor diet can put the body in a state of disease, increasing susceptibility to cancer triggers, such as free radicals, Also, it can make you more acidic, and we talked about that last week too. Antioxidants help reduce the risk of cancer by helping to neutralize free radicals, which can damage and reduce production of cells. Fruits and vegetables that contain high levels of antioxidants include dark green, orange, red, and purple fruits and veggies, such as carrots, tomatoes, spinach, and kale. And if you can't eat your vegetables, then I highly suggest that you take them in a capsule form, such as Juice Plus. Cancer is a de- cancer is a disease that is still being avidly researched. Much has been accomplished, but more needs to be done in finding out what we can prevent and what causes it. And that includes the foods that we eat. There is an increasing awareness that cancer is not a disease, ladies, that you catch, as much as it is a condition which develops. Whether it occurs at all and the rate at which it develops depends on varied factors. While some of these factors may have a genetic predisposed component, many are greatly influenced by our lifestyle choices and our behaviors. And diet is one of the best ways to reduce your risk of cancer because it is something that you, like I've said before, can control. But other factors are also relevant. So after smoking, obesity is one of the leading causes of cancer. So a well-balanced diet is critical in reducing your cancer risk. Developing healthy lifestyle habits, ladies, can also lower your risk, including the cessation of smoking, losing weight, and exercising. So I always say that, you know, genetics may load the gun, but who pulls the trigger? We do. We pull the trigger. So like I said, too, and I've said many times before, and I'll say it here again because it's worth repeating, you know, none none of us know if we're going to get cancer or not, or if we're going to develop certain illnesses. But the healthier that you are, ladies, going into any disease or illness, the better that you are going, that you will be going through it and the better you will be on the other side of it. Okay. The healthier that you are going into something, the better off you are going to be going through it, whether you have to have treatments and how you're going to come out on the other side. If you are sick to begin with and you have a compromised immune system, you have poor gut health, You've got a number of health issues already stacked on your plate, and then you get cancer, then it's just harder to fight it while you're in it 
and it's harder to recover on the other end. So it's better to prevent and to be healthy in the forefront as much as you can possibly be so that whatever comes your way, whether it be life, whether it be love, whether it be disease, whatever it is, you are better able to handle it. Okay. So that's just my hope is just to raise awareness that, you know, we need to be proactive. We all need to be our number one self-care advocates. We need to be looking out for this beautiful body that, you know, that we have. It's a temple. It's, you know, it's what we have while we're walking around here on earth. So we want to take care of it and we want to cherish it and we want to pay special attention to it. And that evolves around a lot of self-care too, because self-care means taking time away from busy schedules. It means getting quiet and letting our minds, you know, decompress. It means trying to find ways of decreasing our stress. It means getting a little bit more exercise in during the day. Maybe it means eating another one more salad during the week or ditching a soda and adding in an extra glass of water. You know, maybe it's smiling at those people that are passing you by on the street, you know, maybe it's listening to fun tunes on the way to work. So you don't get so pissed off at all the traffic, you know, maybe it's, you know, laughing at yourself or having a positive affirmation when you're at work and your boss or a colleague or somebody tells you something you don't want to hear or something negative. And you're thinking to yourself about that funny thing. All these things are things that we can do to help ourselves, to help our body, to be healthier. Okay. So I hope that you enjoyed the episode next week. We're going to be talking about, I think I'm going to be bringing to you about maybe I think of the gynecological cancers, and we're going to talk a little bit about those. Um, hopefully you'll look forward to that. If you have any questions that you'd like to know more about breast cancer, you know, please hit me up over on Instagram, DM me over there, hit me up on Facebook and our well woman network 360 group. Um, please go over and leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. It helps us immensely. Please share this podcast with your girlfriend friends, um, because it's my hope, like I told the group today that I talked to, my hope is I want to leave a legacy. And my legacy is that I want all women everywhere to be so knowledgeable about their own health, not that you have to go to medical school, but be knowledgeable on your own health that you can go have intelligent conversations with your medical providers, with your friends, your girlfriends, your mothers, your sisters, your kids, your grandkids. Because when we're aware, we pass on that awareness and that knowledge. And that's what I'm counting on. I'm counting on making you knowledgeable and then you going out there and making everybody that you know knowledgeable too, because that's how we win. That's how we conquer disease, ladies, is when we start passing on things and learning and becoming aware. So until next week, ladies, may you richly, richly be blessed and have a fantastic week and bye for now. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained in the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast is for educational purposes only. The purpose of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking any new healthcare regime. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on one of our podcasts. 